I came across a website earlier this week, and this is called the Safe Faculty Project. We often, we have spoken mm. about uh, whistleblowing before. This is more in the context of research fraud. Uh, the Safe Faculty Project, uh, I'm going to read out their mission statement, and uh, this is a volunteer led by students and professionals that have experienced harassment, abuse, or misconduct within higher education. So they do cover misconduct, but this covers more harassment and abuse. And the Safe Faculty Project aims to protect undergraduate and graduate students, paid and unpaid employees, that's good, and volunteer and funded researchers experiencing academic and workplace harassment, abuse, or misconduct within higher education. Look, there's a bit more info there. We will put the link up on, on the show notes, but this is a way that you can report uh, an anonymously report uh, harassment, abuse, or misconduct within higher education. And uh, look, there is there's a lot of reports. I, I, I haven't counted them all individually, but I'd say there's at least over a hundred anonymous reports of of uh, named people, their institutions, and the sorts of stuff that are going on. Um, you know, un- unfortunately. Lots of reports about uh, sexual misconduct, sexual assault, um, general bully, bulliness, nastiness, unpaid wages, lots of, lot, 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 lots of terrible stuff. But this is an opportunity for people to whistleblow against uh, harassment in academia. I have seen a few responses to this, and one of the fun- – not funniest, but one of the, I guess, funniest responses is – these people need to go by the official channels. Which, <laughs> <laughs> why are these people not reporting this by the official channels? And quite often the answer is they do and often it's swept under the rug. And a lot of these reports even mentioned, I reported this to, to my institution and they got a, a slap on the wrist. Nothing happened time and time again. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that uh, comes up because quite often when you actually do report harassment or bullying with people who are in power, nothing happens and it sucks. Very much so. So I am torn by this. Not because I think it's a terrible idea in principle, but because... I really hope, I really hope these people, both at this organization and the people who are doing the actual reporting, are protecting themselves. I really hope that they are because when, when you when you send it to me, I immediately went through it and you just click on the view reports tab. Mm. And there are many, many, many named people. They're all named. <laughs> yes. About a hundred, I'd say. Many named people. Now, some of the things that are said here, I will not read the names out because they potentially make us liable. Yes, it's that serious. If you make an anonymous allegation of something like sexual assault, uh, extreme workplace bullying, coercion um the the different nastier flavors of using say a visa as leverage oh, uh unsafe 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 work environments uh attempting to interfere with someone's uh medical care <clears throat> these are 
very serious allegations. Mm. And I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about them. I don't think we'd have recorded the podcast that we've recorded over the last five years if I thought we shouldn't talk about them. I have previously had a project that I couldn't get funded doing exactly this, but specifically for misconduct and data problems where someone could just send in anything the hell they like and say someone else did, did uh, you know, there's, I, there's some untrustworthy thing somewhere. I saw it up close or I calculated it. I know it's there. Here's a skeleton. Um, check it out if you like. Yeah? Mm. So it's not like I'm somehow averse to the model. But you are naming people with these allegations that are congruent to the people themselves. Yes? I do not know where this is located, and I do not know uh, who's actually doing it. The problem is that for some of these, it is very straightforward, and I did this, but I will not give anyone any of the details. I did this with one that felt anonymous where I thought what I need to do is uh, see whether or not this person's as protected as they think they are. I am about 85% certain that I identified someone from one of these things. So if we're going to shit on endlessly in like, research integrity world about uh, protect the identity of your participants, protect the identity of your fucking whistleblowers. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. This needs to be very carefully sanitized. Yes? And written defamation depending on, again, where you are and how it's going on, whether or not it's anonymous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, some of this is potentially libelous, right? Mm. Or at the very least, they'll find out who you are and someone with more money than you or with an institution that, that will lawyer up in a heartbeat to, to sue the fuck out of a ham sandwich in a civil court will come for you. Mm. I obviously care about these issues and i would refer you to what episode is this dan uh, i think this is 160 okay I, i'll refer you episodes 1 through 159 <laughs> for our general attitude on improving the environment within academia yeah but for the love of christ please make sure you're protecting yourself find a legal clinic somewhere find someone who's i mean i don't know whether or not i don't because you don't know where anyone's located i don't mm. know whether the first first amendment stuff is relevant to some of this yeah but but some of some of this is almost certainly like and i don't think considering what's being said it would get thrown out under anti-slap statutes okay So here's the thing now, because it's completely anonymous, I don't know who to fucking send that opinion to. I want to make sure they're okay and they live to fucking whistleblow another day. Yes? And that is why that is why I'm torn. Because rule number one of everything like this, everything, working within an institution if there's some kind of problem, data thuggy stuff, formal uh, formal investigation stuff, this sort of stuff. Rule number one. Moscow rules, cover your ass, yeah? Do not expose yourself for trying to do the right thing mm. because then you will have very few future opportunities <laughs> to continue to try and do the right thing, yeah? yeah? For the love of Christ, don't get yourself into trouble. I don't know anyone who is, if there's someone who is listening to this who potentially has direct experience with the law that is relevant to this, specifically defamation, yeah. 
right? So, published statement, uh, cause injury, false, not privileged, uh, whatever the fuck else there is. Yes? Yeah. So, someone's just going to claim that it's false and then they're going to claim that it's caused injury. And it's pretty, if you're being accused of something really horrible, it only has to happen once when someone says, actually, you know what, I don't want to be your grad student because I heard that you're a crime. Yeah. And then bam. But you do crime. Okay. Now it's on. Or, uh, to be quite honest, you can fucking make that up. You can just say, oh, yeah, two colleagues wrote to me to ask me why my name is on the list of people who throws throws the stapler at his fucking grad students. Mm. Yes? Now, a lot of this is almost certainly not actionable because it is a statement of, like, opinion. Right? In my experience, X, Y, Z is a big, mean, demeaning, bitchy, angry fucker. Some, some of the reports like that. Yes. And and the, honestly, a lot of the time, those are the ones that are more identifiable. For the Christ's sake, do not expose yourself to retribution over something like this. And I'm not telling you not to say things. I'm saying don't expose yourself when you say anything. Rule one. Now, that is rule one, and that's like Australian rule one, and it's- um. Uh, slow horses rule one, if you've read the Mick Heron books. Um, I sat down. I don't usually do prep for podcasts, but I sat down and obviously that's rule one. I also have rules two through ten. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. These these aren't nice. Yeah, this isn't going to be like a comforting episode where we're talking about what happens in the future. I'm talking about people right now who might potentially be dealing with something like this. Yeah? I mean, none of this has ever directly happened to me personally. Have I talked to other people through the process? Yes. Is a lot of this stuff adjacent to misconduct uh, and fraud investigations? Also, yes. Um, have I tried to help people before who's happened or who just happened to be talking to me at the time? Yes, again. Right? But bear in mind, it hasn't happened to me personally. As far as you're concerned, I'm just some big hairy dickhead on the internet. Bear that in mind, not a lawyer, none of this constitutes legal advice. With that said, rule number two, bear in mind that none of this shit is fair. We have an expectation of fairness at university that is born out of the idea that uh, undergraduate education is structured. I did, you know, it's a thing, and we we try and get it into the research process as well, and we try things like blind peer review. Um, you know, and then we, we try to have the illusion of fairness by adding shit up about publication to prove that you're more uh, you, you're more prolific than the woman down the corridor, so you deserve the promotion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all in the it's all in the interest of preserving fairness, and it gives you the illusion that something that gets into this kind of process, this sort of unpleasantness, is shot through with fairness at every single level. It isn't. Civil court isn't fair. The law isn't fair. There's a differentiability in access between what your university can do. Even if you were a small shit one, they will, without a shadow of a doubt, have people that they work with who are experienced lawyers. And if they make the decision to go you because it's easier than not going you, they just will. Yeah? 
companies and universities are companies. I've said it 47,000 times. Behave like this. They will just run you the fuck over if it's inconvenient. And it doesn't matter what they say about diversity and equality and inclusion. If you threaten their bottom line, they will do what all big, dumb, scared animals do. And that is they will try and hit you. So the process itself isn't fair. Discovery isn't fair. Access to legal representation isn't fair. What actually plays out, uh, the, 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 the access that you have to before it even turns into a situation like that, which is, of course, the vast majority of cases. HR processes aren't fair. So put to one side, when I finish being a fucking depressing asshole over here, put to one side the illusion that some sort of fairness will come uh, like charging through like the Marines. The process doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that for me in the regular commercial world. It doesn't work like that at universities, the twisted, fucked up, weird commercial world <laughs> that also has academia attached to it. Okay. Was that depressing, Daniel? Well, it is, and it might, might get a little bit more depressing. Um, let's go through a scenario. So let's let's just say there is a, there is a person or there there is a site who is facilitating uh, reports of misconduct or bullying, what have you, and they go to court. I assume they would be compelled to be able to reveal who actually sent them these anonymous messages. Would that would that be fair? Or um, because they're not journalists, that they, they don't have to. Uh, it's it's pos- it's possible in some circumstances. Um, because what, how that would probably happen is if something is if something is filed as a civil suit, um, the people who are making the allegation are listed uh, in America at least as John or Jane Doe, an as yet unnamed person, um, and then they have the leverage over you. Like we're going to come for whatever information we can get on these people in the discovery process of, of proceeding with this, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. And at that point in time, if you run the website, you're completely like, I mean, I, I admire your backbone, but the vast majority of the time people fold, uh, set up uh, set up a new storefront at that point in time and just and burn it to the ground. But mm. like, could, could, could you be compelled to hand that information over in discovery? Um, probably, depending on the circumstances, depending on that there are circumstances where it's likely. Let me mm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Point yeah. three. I- Again, not a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is probably the, 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 one, the one lawyer that listens to this is right now. It's writing writing me a pointed remark about yeah. how I'm <laughs> fucking glib and ignorant when it comes to the law. But the, the central point stands. It isn't mm. fair. Number three. Okay, this is this is the really important one, and you can forget about. I mean, a lot of this is talking about the sort of nasty law enforcementy civil actiony end of proceedings. Yes. Put that to one side and just think about trying to resolve a regular workplace conflict issue. And some of these things are, yes, a lot of it is serious, but a few of it is like, I thought we had a meeting and I felt like she was condescending. You know, he doesn't answer emails. Okay, look, there's limits. This is on the same page with routinely grooms graduate students. Yes, and then someone is occasionally rude to you. I know we're not being selective in, in something like this. But you also you must recognize that there is a spectrum and that opinions can very much differ on an identical conversation between two people. Okay, mm. so number three, and I just called this master the mechanics. You have okay. industrial protections. 
you have a contract, you have university protections, you have union protections, you have federal and state laws about retaliation, you have uh, expectations for fit when all of the above with uh, how a hostile work environment is perceived, how verbal abuse is perceived, right? And what is available to you, what is available to help help you on a systemic level, right? It all depends on, and if anything's really bad, you really need to talk to a fucking lawyer. Yes? Now, a lot of the time, it doesn't cost money to talk to a lawyer, and a good one a lot of the time will tell you bluntly and quickly, which you need to be emotionally prepared for if something really horrible has happened, that there's someone who will be like, oh, there's nothing, I would do this and this, and they'll get you off the phone in 10 to 15 minutes. Mm. Yes? Mm. That's when your clients come from. There's a winnowing process. They don't charge you to pick the phone up and talk to them. Usually, that's something that just happens, right? Um, it is very, very relevant, the, like, what has been said and what has been done and how it fits within the uh, local, state, federal, etc. environment of uh, workplace protections. And this differs between countries as well oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, this is a very American-y list, so I'm giving you the American answer. But it's not as if other countries do not experience this. I think it's just more – in some places, I think, it, honestly, it's more culturally acceptable, which is fucking horrible. Super yes? horrible. Yes, but it's, it's just accepted. It's just accepted that graduate students basically are meat puppets that you beat papers out of. <laughs> this is fucked. Yeah, yes? Yeah. This is also the fucked reality. So – Everything that's in that letter of the law bullshit that is important and germane to what has happened is something that you have to know. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ, James, I'm being verbally abused here and you're telling me to go and read a bunch of contracts? I'm sorry. I don't want to tell you that. What I'm telling you is the resolution of this will hinge on the definitions that are in that. I'd, mm. like, to tell you, I'd like to tell you that everything would be okay and you can get a whole bunch of social support. Um, and that you can, and you could write to me and we'll be pals and we'll get through it together. Hey, ho, up the Republic, et cetera, et cetera. But the best thing that you can do for yourself once you are in a position to do so is to get through the mechanics of that bullshit. Okay. So let's talk about some more practical stuff because we can get through them nice and quick. So number four, um, when it comes to formal whistleblowing cases, there's something called a contemporaneous account, Right. So let's say it's the 24th of August and I'm complaining to uh, a university ombudsman or someone in HR or something about some shit that happened. Yeah? Yeah. If I have a file where I wrote down the shit that happened two hours ago from that was obviously created on the 19th of July and I have text messages that I sent my mom on the 16th of July um, and I have a recorded voicemail from someone else on the 12th of July, all of those things are very, very important to establish what happened. Yeah. Because everyone knows what hearsay is. Yes. And the whole idea that you went back in time to manufacture some bullshit against someone is obviously not likely. So while that is not hard evidence in the traditional CSI on the television facile kind of definition, it is also very fucking important. Mm. Contemporaneous accounts. So I'm going to throw something else into the contemporaneous accounts thing. If if they are going to give you shit, and this is also another thing that's drawn from the sort of formal whistleblower area, when it comes to time and resources, use yours. Do not use your personal 
uh, personal university email. Do not use like the student alumni email from the association you run. Do not use something that they own, that they own and have access to, yeah, to do anything like this. Mm. Forward copies of emails to personal accounts. Do not do it during work hours. Do not use their equipment to uh, – don't go down to the fucking photocopier at the start of the – at the end of the corridor and use their stuff. You do not use other people's stuff. It opens you up to – it opens you up to different counterclaim bullshit. That's just a general rule of whistleblowing McFuck. Yeah, yes? good tip. Right. <clears throat> So, uh, one more, and uh, then I'm going to have to stop and drink some water and mutter for a second. <laughs> um, a lot of the time when horrible shit happens like this, uh, some paper trail or some recording becomes relevant in retrospect. Yes, if someone's abusive, occasionally they're abusive and they write it down, which is very, very dumb on their part. But bear in mind, there's people who are smart and abusive, and there's people who are just sort of like, expulsive in the Freudian sense and smear their fucking mental shit all over everyone else yelling and screaming, right? If someone sends you an abusive email, that's a terrible, terrible move. On, like from a strategy perspective, it's a terrible move on their part. But a lot of these people aren't playing a strategy. They're just broken or dickish people who are being broken and dicky, mm. right? So for the love of Christ, anything that's written down, save it. Mm. Now, when this comes to synchronous recordings, for the love of Christ, do not record anything in a legal environment where, A, you are not present. So, don't, like, leave something recording on the table or someone else is having an interaction. Yes? Yeah. So, let's say you have an abusive supervisor and you're over at the PCR machine and uh, someone else is over by the test tube rack and you put your phone down recording. And then you have a 45-minute recording of this professor screaming at this other hapless graduate student, why didn't you label the fucking tubes properly? You dumb motherfucker, I'll send you back to where you came from. It really given it the business, yeah, right? Yeah. You just committed wiretapping. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Right. So, for phone conversations and other digital conversations, a lot of places in the US, this changes from place to place. Mm. A lot of places are a one-party consent state, and as you're one of the parties, you can give consent. Mm. A lot of other places are two-party consent states, which means that you cannot secretly record a conversation. Not only is it illegal, but it's very definitely inadmissible in any kind of proceedings that happens afterwards. And the court business doesn't matter if the university gets a lawyer and the lawyer says, well, look, what you did there was actually very bad and a horrible breach of trust and it's probably illegal. And if we ever managed to push this up the chain, we'd fucking hit you with a big stick. And if you think they won't do that, I promise you they will, right? Do not break the fucking law when it comes to recording stuff. Yeah. I mean- Don't. Yeah. Don't. You, it, it comes under the same heading as like it's like a Watergatey kind of yeah, fucking like wiretapping. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't fucking wiretap because I've heard people I had this conversation with someone who's like I'm going to record them in this environment. Now, that wasn't in the US, but I looked up the relevant law. I'm not going to say where it is. Yes, it's somewhere in Europe. Was it legal? Super legal? Really not legal. Okay. And if they've done it. If they've done it, I'm not saying they did or didn't do it. I'm saying if they did it. 
And then they told the university, I secretly record conversations between my PI and someone else. The university probably would have, like, I mean, if they were being dicks, which if you push them, they will be, mm. right? Any organization will be. Any organization, again, is a big dumb beast and it's going to lash out, right? It's not going to be handled by your friendly head of school. They're going to push it to some dean who's going to push it to some ombudsman who's going to push it to fucking legal and you're going to be four or five steps removed and then someone's just going to see you as a problem. And they're just going to want to squash you like a bug. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole, this escalation thing, it's just, it's how big organizations work. They're faceless fucking amoral monsters. Right? And Mm. they will behave like that and fuck you. Mm. I promise you. Okay. I'm not quite finished being horribly (laughs) depressing over here. All right. So don't, so let's, let's recap because won't that be fun as we're having such a good time here? One, cover your ass. The golden rule, CYA, I should get that on a T-shirt. Two, bear in mind the process isn't fair. Three, probably the most important one from a process perspective, master the mechanics. Mm. Four, if anything's happening like this, and it doesn't matter if it's like anything from some of this stuff was like microaggressions. Uh, If that's ever litigated in any context, legal or otherwise, I promise you, there will be a lot of disagreement as to what constitutes one of those. Mm. Right? All the the way through to crime. Yeah, crimes. (laughs) Right? It doesn't matter what it is on that spectrum. Create a contemporaneous account if this is something where, like, you need some kind of redress, you need it to not happen, you want to change supervisors, you want to put the information in front of someone and say, look at this fucking shit that happened, create contemporaneous accounts. Number five, when you do that, use your time and resources. And for the love of Christ, do not use a centralized email system within a university that you don't know. They will lock you out of it, Mm -hmm. and then they will refuse to give it back to you Mm -hmm. because it's literally not yours. And in some cases, if you're at a public institution, you can get an FOI. People can actually get access to your emails. Uh, that is, that is, that is possible as well. Yeah. Um, it it will take you 15 months <laughs> if you know someone. Um, but it your is, patient, you it can is, get it. It is very much. It is very much part of the public universities and part of the public record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Uh, number six. Uh, do not commit fucking wiretapping. Do not bug people. I mean, maybe maybe that's a less important one overall, but I feel like the upside exposure means it's worth saying. Yeah. Thoughts so far, Daniel, on this particularly cheery escapade? This is important information, particularly for one, knowing your rights and knowing what you can and cannot do. And it, it is it is a bit of a downer knowing that this is how the system is and you are facing if you're facing an uphill battle and it sucks. So I'm hoping, James, that we um that we're sort of rising up to a bit more of a, a bit more of a high note for well, a higher note for the sort of stuff that that can be done. One thing that was interesting for these well, lists is a yeah. few people a few people were yeah, actually so. <laughs> a few people were doing kind of a, a retraction what type approach, going, here is the name of a person, here's their institution, and here is a story about some of their misconduct. So they're bringing it to light going, here is a story of their misconduct, mm. um, yet they continue to be employed by the institute. Um, that is covering your ass because you're simply reporting what <laughs> it's almost, it's almost, and retraction watch is also reporting what someone else is reporting in that kind of way. So that sort of stuff is, is a, a, a little bit safer. That sort of approach, yes, but, yeah. But it did really yes. strike. It did really strike me that 
look, I'm not trying to minim- minimize people's feelings here, but there was a big range of, um, of, of reports from grooming all the way to um, somebody didn't reply to my emails. Now, that is bad if you're a supervisor. Most supervisors and supervisees sign a contract. The supervisors are expected to to, to reply to emails and meetings in, in, in a timely matter. So, in that sense, you are definitely breaking this. This you know, you probably signed signed a contract. I'm not sure how legal the contract is. Um, I signed one today for for a master's student, and it said there are expectations for how many hours a semester you meet with them and um, and uh, responding in a timely matter. Those are things, but there was quite a big range of, of complaints, a lot of them shocking. Um, the, the ones that really struck at me, obviously the grooming is terrible, but also um, using um, visas as, as a way of coercing students. Oh, That's man. Un- unfortunately common. Um, also a situation where you have absolutely no redress. Because if something gets railroaded through like that, in general, you may have, if something's terminated and you're given a small amount of notice, you may have mere weeks before you are forcibly deported. Terrible. So it is a very, very powerful leverage tool used by fuckers. Mm. I mean, it has an unofficial name. At least it does in postdocs in Boston. They call it the visa trap. Okay. I don't know if that's, I mean, that's the only context that I've heard it. I'm sure other people call it something else, or maybe they all call it the visa trap. I don't know. I haven't met everyone, which is a shame. <laughs> shall we keep Shall we keep going? Let's keep going. I think I've got to six. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Seven. So, again, this is, this is a reasonably uncommon one, but a really high upside one, right? Arbitration and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. If something really bad happens- Something that is literally criminal. Some of these things are fucking felonies, right? If something like that happens, do not talk to human resources. Do not talk to campus security. Talk to a lawyer and talk to the real police, not the fucking campus mall cops. Yes, if something really bad happens, it will set it. I've seen this in the fucking news. I have seen this one up close. They will start a program of minimizing and weaseling out of right from the very beginning. Not because they're necessarily trying to protect the person who did it, because they're trying to protect themselves. Yeah? Because that's just what happens. And that's how you protect yourself. Mm. Now, you might think, well, hang on a sec. Aren't the real cops really fucking useless at being able to do X, Y, Z over time? Aren't they bad at investigating things? Aren't they notoriously slipshod when it comes to things like sexual assault? The answer is yes. But you need a contemporaneous account. And again, I apologize for the fact that this is so strategically driven. I'm not trying to sound unempathetic. I'm trying to tell you how I think you should protect yourself. Police reports are real. And if you call something in and you make one, it goes into a ledger that it cannot come out of. Mm. The university may have all sorts of leverage, but they do not have enough leverage to remove official police <laughs> documentation. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, that's a great point. So, you, and look, and at that, at that point in time, you really, you really need a lawyer if something like that's happening. Um. I don't. I I couldn't tell you what kind or what flavor, 
Um, but if you get it wrong, the first first person that you talk to will probably be able to find someone else you can talk to. Yeah. Bear in mind that people who are plaintiffs' lawyers in general, when you bring some action against someone and they pay, that's generally when they get paid. Hmm. Right. So a lot of them, you know, they will they will. It is. It's not always the case, but sometimes there's a. Uh, an expectation that if some action is taken, a thing happens and a, a settlement is achieved, then part of the settlement is theirs for getting to the settlement in the first place. Now, you're never going to get a better deal than that. But again, I reiterate the legal aspects of this. Yes, uh, a very small subset of cases, and trust me, the court system everywhere sucks. You don't want to be in it. Hmm. You don't want to be in it, right? But the evidence gathering and the leverage that you need to get for yourself so you are protected are the same, regardless of whether or not you go to court or anywhere else. Okay. So um, now I've got to lawyers. We'll do number eight because I, I'm switching the order around a little bit. Okay. Um, find, find a lawyer who's done this before. Mm. They may not necessarily be in your state. They may not necessarily be in your area. Someone who's dealt with the mendacity and tomfuckery of a major university. There are plenty of people who have got a lawyer and there's some action has been taken. You can Google them. You can find the court filings. You can ask a friend. And all of them will lead you back to people who have dealt with this specific circumstance before. Sometimes you'll find people who's like, oh, I'm very happy to recommend the legal services of XYZ. They helped me out and I was stuck. I didn't know what was up. They sorted me right out. We did the thing. I got them to transfer my degree. Yeah. Uh, or they got me a new supervisor or the supervisor got placed on administrative leave and I never saw him again. Hmm. Right. Any number of things is possible, but you need to be protected. I'm sorry it's so much work. Again, I'm not happy to be telling you this. And I do not recommend going into the legal system with anything unless there's a particularly good cafe in the bottom of the courthouse, then you can go into the legal system and get a fucking latte, right? Until then, I do not recommend direct contact with it. Yes. Hmm. It's like it's like fucking nitroglycerin. Yes. Occasionally, it's necessary to move immovable objects, but at the same time, it's extremely fucking dangerous. Yes. Okay. Um... Let's get the last two out of the way and then we can talk more normally. Uh, number nine, never sign anything under duress ever, ever, ever. If they put you in a room and say, here's the thing, we've looked into these allegations, something, something, and there's not even any lawyers involved. It's just some nice, kindly fucking vice dean, something, something. Here's a thing and we've got a thing and it's a statement and it's a blah, 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 blah. I'm going to ask you to sign it. Don't fucking sign it. Don't. 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 Ever. One, you're upset and you're looking for a certain resolution. I just want all of this to be over. I'm sure you do. Yes, but that's no reason to put yourself in a position where they may be able to take the over, in inverted commas, away from you afterwards. Yeah. Two, you are almost uns almost certainly unaware of what you're exposing yourself to. Have you read the five-page statement in great detail? Hmm. Maybe they've left out one verb somewhere. Maybe they've changed I know to I think in you writing it down. Yeah? And maybe they haven't even done that deliberately. Did you sign maybe it? You, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you wrote it down wrong. Mm. 
Yeah, the moment you agree to something like that, contracts are serious. Contracts are serious things. You sign it when you're fucking appropriately advised to do so. Especially when it's like, a, if you do this, we'll make it all go away, something, something, something. But it doesn't have a time period. So it's not actionable. Ah, oh, we'll make it all go away, something, something, something. I want to sign an official complaint. But then you have to work in the same motherfucker's lab for the next three months or they make your life a living hell. Yeah. Right. Don't put your John Hancock on anything without advice. And it could be from anyone. It could be from someone in the fucking union. It could be a legal yeah. clinic. It could be a lawyer you find from yourself. It could be a friend who's gone through this before. Um, although I obviously recommend formal representation if it comes to something seriously. Okay. Oh, running out of energy here. I told you the fucking pan the panda's getting better, slightly better because all the blood's rushing on my yeah. fucking head. Right. <laughs> Last so, one. Number ten. Num- number ten. Never forget. Fuck it. Life's too short. I'm not saying give up. I'm not saying don't care. I'm not saying don't try and improve the environment for people who come in behind you. I hope I'm trying to do that. I'm not fucking academic anymore. <laughs> this is literally everyone else's problem except mine. Yeah. But never forget that if it's a huge, if it's a threat to your fucking mental health, it's a threat to your physical safety, if you don't give a shit, you can just leave. You can just fucking walk away. Wanting to get redressed and expecting fairness, and it goes back to number two, is a natural thing to want, especially when you have been given the mostly complete but somewhat illusory perception that everything is fair and yeah. managed appropriately, uh-huh. right? Never forget you can just go, fuck it. I want to be a scuba diving instructor for six months and go to Aruba. Yeah? Yeah. Because anything like this, anything like this, especially when you have a power disparity, it's very, very easy to fuck people over. And... In general, organizations are not interested in fairness, even though everyone who's involved can be trying to do the right thing. Yeah? Your supervisor is seriously sexually harassing you, right? And then you complain to someone. Their first complaint is, well, we need to look into this, um, but this is serious. It's my fiduciary duty to the university to report it to someone. Mm. The person who's up from that, their job, their literal job description, their duty to the university is to protect the reputation of the university so they kick it to legal legal's job is to to the best of their ability adequately represent the people that employ them and that can potentially mean running you out of town on a fucking rail Mm. yes when everyone does their jobs yeah even without without even this the other thing you've got to understand there may not even be any particular malice involved in this. It may not be a matter of, ah, well, we'll fuck her over. We never liked her. Yeah? They all just want it to go away. Yeah. That's all they want. They all just want it to go away. And that is why they will deflect and minimize and generally try and, like, string things out over a very long period of time. What do you think would happen? Say you make it through. Yeah, you limp over the line. You get your fucking PhD, Right? Uh, you take six months off. You just lie in a meadow somewhere. Or I don't know. What <laughs> that the sounds fuck nice. Do. Throw 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 that throw sounds- empty co- throw empty coke bottles at traffic. I don't know what the fuck you do with your time, right? So you do that, and then you go into a postdoc in a different country, and then finally you get an email nine months after you start. That's like, do you want to come back and give evidence at the inquiry on McFuck? You're going to say no. Nine times out of ten, 
unless you're super fucking pissed off. Yeah. I still would all recommend keeping all the do, documentation. Uh, yes. That should go without saying. You never know. You, <laughs> all, you never know. All, all you want to do at some point in time is you just say to yourself, I just want this to be over. I'm so fucking sick of these people and their fucking lies and distortion and bullshit. I'm so sick of this. I didn't know it would be this annoying when it started. I knew it wasn't going to be like the television, but I didn't know it was going to be fucking a Sisyphean death march up the <laughs> north face of the Iger with my balls tied to a length of chain. Yeah? It's 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 not good. And this is I've turned this into a really unsunny episode and I haven't. No, it's, impo- it's, it's, important much info. At all. it's important it's important I, information. I, I, I know. And also also bear in bear in mind that the thing that's hardest about this is that at the time where you have the fewest resources is the time where you need to be the most clear headed and strategic. And it's a fuck of a thing. Yeah, it's a reason when something like this happens, I'll get really tested by circumstances like this. Like even the fucking mild flavor. Yeah, even the fucking chipotle mild sauce. It just tastes like capsicums. I've got confused on the way to the bottle. Even that flavor of this is a lot. And bear in mind, you're going to have to do something in, a me- in the meantime. Everyone's heard stories about journals taking two years to look into a serious retraction or four years. I think in one case that uh, Elise had um, <laughs> 14 or something. 14 right? years? <laughs> oh, it's, what? It's, it's, it, it doesn't, Dan, it doesn't matter. Okay. Like anything, anything over six months is a fucking travesty. We're just talking about multiples at that point in time. Yeah. And other, other things will happen, like the people that you're angry with will move or change yeah. to be able to do something. Yeah, and you need to keep. I mean, the man's the man's right. He said it. Like you obviously don't throw the fucking records of anything, anything like this away. Personal copies, yes. Mm. Use your own resources. Personal copies. Um, but at the at the same time, like in general, the the only way that something like this resolves neatly is if you find like somewhere else to go and you manage to get it uh, to work immediately. And there's only one ancillary point that I'd add to that. A lot of funding that's awarded to people is technically awarded depending on the scheme, obviously. A lot of it goes to the university or the supervisor. Some of it's a gift, right? Some of it is a uh, some of it is a project. And it's got a timeline of deliverables and a thing and you work for someone. Some of it is awarded to you personally. A lot of scholarship stuff is yours. So if you can find someone else to work with, Go mm. if it's wrecking your shit. That is obviously if you have luxury of that. a certain. Yeah, yeah, ex- of course, of course. I mean, there's a certain sort of person who wants to like stay around and punch it out. And believe me, I understand that <laughs> fucking temptation. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't change rule one. Mm. Cover your ass. There are a lot of people in the world. There are a surprising amount of people in the world who, when you scratch the surface. There's some really nasty shit in there. Yeah? Some people are just not who you think they were. Some people turn out to be fine and then they end up being appalling. Right? Some people are great when they're in your corner and then all of a sudden you figure out what happens when their perspective on you changes. Yeah. 
There are academics who are sociopaths. There are academics who are narcissists. There are academics who are fairly regular people but were raised in such toxic fucking environments that they think their disgusting behavior is normal. This is what happened to me. Yeah, this is what happened to me. It's like, well, don't expect me to pay for your broken dishes, you dumb motherfucker. My supervisor used to hold my head under a lake until I passed out and then wake me up and throw me back in front of a copy of SPSS. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not my fault that all this fucking nonsense happened to you. And the whole point of, of being an adult and moving past that is trying to make sure it doesn't happen to other people. That's how I've seen, I mean, on a personal level, that's how I've seen huge chunks of my life. Yeah. I have the ability, you know, I have the, 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 the position and the focus in some reasonably limited way usually to be able to do something about this shit. So generally I try to. Yeah. And I know a lot of other people think like that. Um, just for the love of Christ, protect yourself. Yeah, that's the most important thing. I'll also yeah. want to say if this is, check- this, this, I, I, I have this image, Dan, of Norway being better when it comes to things like this. Um, and I must say, out of all the, like, the advice that I give people, I realize that it sounds, because I've been in fucking Samtown for such a long time now, a lot of it sounds American. But I think mm. in about half of these circumstances, I have European examples in mind where I've probably met on aggregate more people just because- there's so many of them and science is better funded and Europeans are very communicative and generally they want to make things better for other people. So I've had a lot of conversations about this with people who've been from uh, European lives and European circumstances, especially when it comes to like, I mean, imagine you're a Tennessee or something like, like read your labor contract. Your labor contract means, ah, yep, boy, you don't owe me nothing. I don't owe you a tang. And then there's like a, a, a drawing of a rake and a bullet hole in the corner. This, you know, you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, Australia, Australia as well. The workplace protections are substantially more robust. Doesn't yeah. make universities as an organization easier to deal with or nicer. And it's not as if there's there aren't plenty of places here that at least pretend to be interested in your mental health and equity in general. I mean So the situation anyway, is I'm sorry. I sorry. That's I, right. I have talked an astonishing amount no, over this the is, last hour. This tell me about Norway. This is good stuff. Look, of course, harassment and all this nasty stuff does happen in Norway. There are more protections. Uh, students are employees. You sign a contract. You are you are an employee. The unions are fantastic. The cost of the unions is not too expensive, and it is tax deductible. Your or, or union fees as well. And uh, all the unions have, have have lawyers on retainer. So if you have a problem, you can speak to your union, speak to the lawyer, and they can deal with it, or pass it on to someone who can deal with it as well. And the the, un- the unions are fantastic, and they do a, a, a lot of good work for um for for the employees. So, yeah, it's it's stuff still happens, but you know, and of course, you're fighting against the universities as well. Um, but um, if in your country or wherever you are, you do have strong unions, uh, then check out what they can do for you, and uh, and join your union because they can they can really help you out by at the very least just giving you advice on the sort of stuff that you can do. And uh, you can access their legal services, legal services as well. I was really surprised that, at how good they are. That here. part of it, that part of it in particular, I like, and I think that's something that the the NTEU was reasonably active in that area in Australia as well. But yeah, bear in mind, and also especially that anyone who, if a union rep's going to recommend you, like someone who's going to deal with a fucking workplace grievance, 
that lawyer is going to have sharp knuckles. Yeah. So that person is like, their dance card is full of this shit. Bre- like, they, understand. they probably get into the room and the defense sees them or they get the, the, the paperwork <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, not her. Yeah. Oh, she's going to wipe the floor. She's going to wipe the floor. It's not she's going to win, Dan. It's not like she's going to she's going to clean us up and spit us out. We're going to owe a bunch of money. Yeah. More like like she's going to object to everything. She's yeah. going to be completely uh, com- completely fucking immovable on all of these things. One, two, three, four, five, blah, 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 blah. You, you know, it's like it's going to be super difficult to deal with. She's going to make everything difficult. Like, how can we get out of this? Hmm. Um. But again, for the fourth time probably now, for the love of Christ, the legal system's not fair. Avoid it if you can. Right? It's not It's not fun. It's not fun or nice. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in it who, and they're in it not because cosmic justice needs to be done. They're in it because they have the possibility for a perceived redress. Yeah. Basically because they want a thing and they've got leverage because of circumstances. And that's that's why they're in it, right? Imagine the environment that that breeds. Yeah, it's all very very complicated and unpleasant. We all have our fantasies of retributive justice. Yes, they very rarely play out well in reality. They're one of those elements of the human experience that just fail to live up to expectations. I'm afraid. Yeah, remember rule ten. You can always just go. Late and just Lane fucking Meadow. walk away. Yep, walk away. Walk away with the masters. <laughs> master out. <laughs> the I, I, I learned that term. There you, there you go. Today, this master like, out. Yeah, that's his. I that, that honestly, uh, that that could have much broader social use beyond the context of I do not wish to complete my PhD. Please give me a research master so we can never talk to each other ever again. Yeah. Um, I, I feel I feel like that's underused in yeah. the broader context, Daniel. On that note, <laughs> we we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna master the fuck out of this now. episode. <laughs> Thanks oh, for Jesus, listening. Coffee or a nap? Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, I'd almost say sorry about the content. I sincerely hope it was useful. I hope so um, too. And if there's, if you feel like there's, if someone who genuinely knows what they're talking about uh, wants to fucking pick away at anything that I just said, I'm happy to do better context in the next episode. So yeah. this goes as a pre-note in case that happens, that you should also listen to the next episode in case someone genuinely intelligent turns up and we need to qualify anything that I've just said. I feel like that's the responsible way to do that. And let, I'm into that shit. Let us know. Get in touch. See you later. <sighs> Toodles.